Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the Discount Property Investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back. Discount Property Investors. This is your host, David Dodge, along with co-host, Mike Slane. What's hey, Mike. going on, man? How are we today? Doing good, man. Good. Feeling good? Good. I got... Uh, Doing good. I'm really excited, man. I got the uh, the treadmill, you know, for under the desk mm -hmm. here, the office. And uh, a few days a week, I'm able to get in pretty early, and I get about 45 minutes to an hour of walking. That's about three before, miles, isn't it? I don't know. It's because I'm going slow. Does it not you know, have a mile thing on it? Or does it have a I, don't really pay I don't really pay yeah. attention. The point is, it's just like exercise. Exercise. So though. I get a little sweaty, uh, but it's great because I get that in, and then uh, I'll usually run up to the gym because I, I need to take a shower afterwards. There's no mm. shower here at the office, mm. so I'll go do a little workout there too. So it's like uh, getting in uh, two days, kind of back to that 75 hard routine. Ooh, so we're like gonna that. we're gonna see if we can drop a few pounds. That's the objective here. <sighs> I was just thinking that weeks, last man. night. Like, yeah, I gotta drop a few. Again. Time to get trim. Uh, you, look, you look a lot better than you did, though. Uh, you know, I've been maintaining ago, it better than I have over the last yeah. couple of years. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, trying to keep it below 180, and I was like 183 yesterday. So. Well, one of those things that I would say that you know a lot of us normies that uh, can gain weight pretty easily is it's a constant struggle, right? Like it's something you have to keep doing. I'm going to transition here into the podcast topic for the day. <laughs> so like exercise, it's one of those things that never it never stops. You have to keep exercising. Yeah, it's like laundry. Your diet, you can't just eat cookies. You've got to keep eating those salads for breakfast or for lunch and dinner. Um, you know, you got to eat those fruits and veggies, not the uh, the cookies and ice cream. Otherwise, you know, that waistline just keeps expanding. Well, same thing with your wholesale <laughs> business, or at least our wholesale business. We have to keep doing marketing. Right. Yeah, it's 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 never ending. Or guess what? Instead of your waistline getting bigger, your paychecks get smaller or non-existent. That's right. Uh, now again, that's not to say that somebody who's been doing this for many many years won't have a large pipeline, kind of like ourselves, to where if we turned off our marketing, we'd probably keep still keep doing a few deals a month for quite some time. But you have to keep refreshing your business with new leads, and you have to keep. Uh, new people calling you all the time, keep reaching out to new people, keep telling people about your business, or it will die. And in the beginning, I'd say it's even more important and it's harder. It's so much harder in the beginning. Here's a couple reasons why I think it's harder. One, you don't have the money coming in from the business. So all of these things are either an expense in terms of dollar bills or they're an expense in terms of your time. Time. So it just is very, very hard to get this big wheel turning, right? That is the, the wholesale business. Again, you, it just it takes a while to know all the pieces too. I, I see this in a lot of our students where they're just so ready to, to give up and throw, in the, throw it all in, throw in the towel. And it's like, you got, you're so close, you're so close, you're doing all the right things. And that's all you have to do. You mm -hmm. just have to keep doing those right things and eventually you're gonna get it, uh, get it moving, right? Yeah, the name of the game is really filling the funnel with leads. You know, that's, that's kind of how I like to look at it because, you know, let's say that you get, let's say that you do a, a lot of marketing, mm -hmm. you know, it could be time, could be money, could be both. And let's say you get on the phone with, you know, 40, 50 people, right? Well, you know, after you talk to 40 or 50 people, you would think that, you know, in theory, you would 
be able to find a motivated individual from that many people, but maybe not. You know, maybe it takes 100 or 200 people. Uh, but the variable I think, Mike, that is often overlooked is time. Yeah. And the reason I say time is because if you give me 50 people that I can call and talk to and not any of those people are willing to sell me a deal, you know, sell me their, their piece of property, their rental property, their house, whatever, their, their real estate um, today doesn't mean that in four to six months that one of those 50 people will not have something change in their life or something happens to the property or whatever that may be to where all of a sudden one, maybe two, maybe even three out of those 50 people That's all exactly of a sudden right. are like saying, hey, you know, I'm getting transferred for a job or, you know, uh, my great aunt just passed and has this property now that I've inherited and I don't want to deal with it. Or I got these tenants in this rental property that aren't paying and they're destroying the property. Like things change, right? And time is the variable that is really hard to calculate. So for example, 50 leads come in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, how many of those leads will convert to a deal? Well, that's a hard question to answer because you didn't include the time. So if I were to say, how many of those leads will convert this week? Well, hopefully one, but maybe not any of them. Right. How many of them will convert this year? Well, shoot, probably three or four. Yeah, it's possible. You know, it could be, could be less, could be more. But when you include the time in, right? So, and the reason I even bring that to light, Mike, is somebody asked me the other day, uh, yesterday, actually, mm -hmm. Dennis was uh, doing a live stream over on uh, my YouTube channel for mm -hmm. Batch Leads. We do, we do that from time to time. And somebody said, you know, how many texts per, per contract? You know, and I was like, ooh, that's such a difficult question to answer because sometimes it'll be 100 texts and we'll get a contract. Sometimes it'll be 3,000 texts. But the variable there that, that makes the, the world a difference is the time. Are you talking about how many, how many texts today? Or how many texts total, and then how much time are you going to give me to follow up with those leads? Exactly, man. Well, and it's and what I was talking about with time earlier is very different, but this is very important as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I was talking about either investing your money or investing your time. So going in and doing the cold calling or going in and doing the texting yourself, that can take up a ton of time if you're doing it all yourself. So that is another thing. I mean, it's an investment, and it's hard to keep putting that in. And like Dave's saying, the length of time before those leads convert can take a long time. Yeah. So that's your pipeline. But the power of the pipeline is something that's so, I mean, uh, just overlooked. We overlook it, I think, a lot of times. We're like, oh, yeah, we're doing, you know, five, ten deals a month, you know, depending on the month. And I think that we just take for granted that we have thousands of leads in our system. Yeah. So that they're converting all the time. Um, and so, yeah. When we say, we oh, we had a good month, we did ten deals. It's like we didn't get ten new leads in this month and then ten contracts on those new leads and then, you know, sell those 10 contracts. Right. You know, maybe of 10, maybe one to three exactly. are gonna be new. Exactly. You know, and in some months, like this is probably more rare than, than the normal, but some months, zero new ones. And all of those deals that we did were from three months ago or seven months ago, or in some cases, two or three years ago. Right. Yeah, you I mean, know? again, it's just that power of that pipeline um, to have it built up is we're very lucky again that we're kind of established in this game and and we have that um your your contacts your referrals too that's another thing that just doesn't dry up if you maintain your relationships with people a little bit more difficult you know to go out and, and network over the the past year but 
we're back at it, you know? Everything's opening back up. That's a great point, man. It, it has been difficult with COVID. Everyone's wearing masks. No one's wanting to host events. Uh, but we're back at this point, you know? It's it's mid-July 2021. And, you know, I'm hoping that we don't get too crazy come fall and winter and get back to where we were. Well, but you never know. Yeah, again, you never it, just, know. it really all depends. I mean, again, everyone's all worried about this Delta variant, or at least that's what the media is typing up now. Um yeah, fingers crossed that uh, we get through <laughs> the next mm-hmm. the winter without having to lock up again. Yeah, but there there are networking events. In fact, there's one Thursday, and I wanted to talk with you about Great. that. Uh, we have a coaching call with our students, but it's it's uh, it's during the same time as uh, a networking event. So I wanted to see if you wanted to go, and if not, I was going to go. Sweet. Uh, but networking is so incredibly important. You know, you gotta. It's just as important as marketing. Right, because we get leads. I mean, we do deals from our networking, and we're not spending money typically to network unless you want to include like gas, right? Well, but we are spending time, and that's where I consider networking really a part of your marketing. Like that's, it is. that's a marketing it's ab- technique. It's absolutely, like that's that's a huge it's a time-consuming one versus a cost-consuming exactly one. But it's just as important it really is exactly so marketing guys it's very very important you got to build a pipeline keep leads coming into that pipeline you never want to shut it off or eventually your business is going to dry up Mm -hmm. Uh, that's just the way it works Uh, so let's talk about a few more marketing things so we love networking it's a low cost one very very effective Um, if you can meet agents that have properties that just aren't ready to list you know pocket listings are kind of what they call them uh, those are often very good lead sources if you network with a bunch of realtors. Um, but also, it doesn't have to necessarily be realtors. Don't keep your business. I know a guy that used to say this all the I, time. I did. Well, you, say it, you say it for me. <laughs> now Bob. I say it for you. you say it for but me. don't keep your business a secret. And you guys have probably heard Mike or I say this at this point. But, you know, all whenever we're talking about networking, it's not necessarily always like getting in front of agents. You know, that's not always what the goal of our networking is. Like, for instance, Thursday of this week, tomorrow night, um, there's a uh, Faster House here in St. Louis. Big company, great people, great people. I want to emphasize that. I love all those people over there. They're just amazing people. But they get two or 300 people in the room. And, you know, maybe 10 or 15% of them are agents. You know, it's a small mm-hmm. percentage. But there's other investors in that room. And you don't necessarily always have to go to networking events to network, right? So back to what we were just talking about, don't keep your business a secret. I mean, literally when you are out with friends and family and you meet a new person or a new acquaintance, you know, just let it be, you know, it doesn't have to go out of your way to like hand them a business card necessarily, but you might think about that though. Well, everybody At always- At least let them know. Everyone always says, hey, how are you doing? What have you been up to? You know, that, that question always comes up with your friends. So again, if you haven't talked to them, just let them know. Hey, I'm starting to buy distressed properties. Oh, that's interesting. So Tell easy. me more. You know, yeah. again. So again, you can start talking about what you're doing. You're getting into this wholesale thing, or you want to do some fix and flips and rentals, and just talk about that. Uh, talk about real estate. That's what you're doing. It's super easy to weave it into a conversation. Um, I think the further into your career you get, the more often you bring up real estate. And it's really hard to talk about anything but real estate. <laughs> so that's right. Don't go down that rabbit hole. Hopefully, but uh, it is it is a little bit addictive, at least for for Dave and myself. To where this is what we do. We love it, man. We love we it. We want to tell people about it. We've been podcasting for 
three, four years together, you know? So yes. Yeah. We just like talking real estate. So marketing networking's great. Dave was talking um, about real estate specific networking. And then he mentioned, you know, just like in your social circles and that's great. Uh, but there's also, if you go, just go to something else, go to another networking event. That's a hobby of yours and meet those people. They're not going to be the ones bombarded with real estate, real estate, real estate. So you're going to stand out a little bit more if you say, oh yeah, I'm a real estate investor. I buy distressed properties. And you bring up th things like that among your bowling league or your... Man, uh, speaking of this, my buddy Matt called me yesterday. And he goes, hey, I might have a potential wholesale deal for us. And I said, this is great. great. I go, where did, where, where's the lead, where'd the lead come from? And he goes, man, I was eating lunch at this bar by my house the other day. And I literally went in and sat at the bar. And I was just talking with the bartender. And the bartender's job is to kind of make friends with the people that come in, right? Mm -hmm. So the bartender's like, what do you do for work? You know, and, and my buddy Matt's like, oh, I do real estate. I flip houses and, you know, I'm a, I'm a landlord. And he was like, oh, my goodness, this is so crazy. He's like, we've been getting a bunch of cards in the mail, and we don't know if we can trust those people, which I thought was kind of weird. Uh, but, again, everyone's a little different. And, and, and he goes, but the fact that you're in real estate is great. Would you be interested in buying my mom's house? Nice. She's got some equity in it. It's a big 3,000-square-foot house. It's just her. Dang. And she's looking to downsize. Yeah, it's a big house for one yeah. person. And he goes, yeah, absolutely. When can we see it? And the guy was like, we could maybe get you in Friday or Saturday. So my buddy Matt called me and was like, hey, you want to go look at this property? And I was like, absolutely. But I, I, I made sure to ask him, hey, what was that lead source, though? And mm -hmm. he was like, randomly, it was just networking with the bartender. So, yeah, networking doesn't have to be in a real estate-specific group setting. I think that's It can be anywhere and honestly time i feel like it's more important out of real estate investing circles like yeah, yeah. you're gonna meet other investors you're gonna meet other agents at the real estate groups but those people are flush with real estate knowledge and experience and you know it's not that they're competition but they may do the deal themselves or they may have the knowledge ability someone else they work with whatever it is so you're not oh you're not going to find a ton of leads there necessarily uh with the caveat of joint venturing and working with those people uh, but again, I don't think you'll find many direct to seller because mm. they're going to want a piece of it or be a part of it, which isn't a bad thing. Again, you're still able to do deals with those people. And this is referring to our wholesale side as well. You know, networking is important for us as landlords and flippers as well to find good contractors. So again, there's just so many benefits to getting out there to different groups, real estate groups specifically, as well as, again, you're just your other interests and hobbies. People love talking about HGTV house flipping shows when you mention you flip houses. So, again, it's if you've got pictures of, of nasty houses on your phone, man, no better place than to, to show them. Yep, here's the one I bought. Oh, man, look at this one. You know, it's like this is the grossest house I've ever seen. Yeah. My favorite. for fun conversations. Yeah. So. Like, Dave, you need to favorite that video of you almost throwing up oh, walking through a house. Man, that was know? gross. Yeah, it's, it's funny, though. I mean, it's like, here, look at this one because they can't smell it. But like they can just see my facial yeah, expressions. Yeah, seeing Dave though. just like uh, you know gagging on it. Like that's <laughs> that's it's funny. You know, people yeah. like that kind of stuff. That's right. It's just like, oh god, you're that guy. You know, you buy that shitty house. Yeah, I'm that guy. Mm. I buy the shitty houses. Mm -hmm. Fuck me up. You know, if you're and I buy the not shitty ones. If it's your grandma's or whatever. You know, like you guys got your parents' house. You don't know what to do. It's sitting vacant. You're paying taxes on it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. It costs you every month taxes, insurance, utilities. Like dump that thing. I'll, I'll, I want to make use of it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, tell everybody about your business. Don't keep it a secret. As Dave said, as I used to say, very, very important. Put it out there. Put it on your Facebook. Put it on your Instagram. 
what's the new one every, all the kids like? Uh, put it on your TikTok. Put it on your uh, whatever, any, any social media platform. Just put it out there. Let people know you're buying houses. I think we've beat marketing to death. Well, we've beat networking to death, networking. right? So yeah, networking yeah, yeah. is really important, guys. Get out there and do it. Do it in the specific real estate settings. Do it outside of those settings. Do it all the time. It's that simple. Just let people know that you're in the business of buying properties or distressed properties. And before you know it, somebody is going to come across one or somebody that they know. Like, you know, it's, a lot of times it's like a friend of a friend. Like, oh, I always see you making these Facebook posts, Dave. Like, and I have a friend who needs to sell something. And it's like, great, connect me. You know, if I'm able to buy that house, I'll take you out and get you a nice steak dinner for the lead. Like, you know, pay it forward. So networking is very, very important. But there's also so a lot of other ways to go about marketing to find deals, guys. So from the hip, some of the things that we do that we love doing that are um, great ways to go about marketing um, would be, you know, cold calling and cold texting. Right now you can do this. Um, in real time on Craigslist, on Zillow, on Facebook Marketplace. Go find people that have properties for sale or for rent. Call them up. Ask them if they would accept an offer that's probably a little lower than what they're asking. And try to find the people that are motivated. Nurture those leads too, right? Um, or you can purchase lists of these individuals and go skip trace them. You can create your own list of these individuals by driving for dollars. So there's a lot of different ways to go about getting on the phone with somebody via a cold call or a cold text. And another thing that people I think often kind of just like, you know, forget, I think it's a mm. good word, maybe, maybe not, but uh, is when you're doing the cold texting, the goal is still to get them on the phone. Yeah. You know, do people forget that all the time? Yeah, I there are some people. And again, I think that it, it's a little different. Some people prefer to text and some people prefer to talk on the phone. When you're dealing with people, I would say like baby boomer age and above, they're probably going to lean towards or favor the phone call. So if that's the person who owns the house, there's a good possibility they would rather talk to you on the phone than text back and forth all the time. Now, the fact that they're replying to a text means that they're willing and able to do that, obviously. But again, the conversation, being able to get on the phone, that's when you can actually build rapport. Uh, that's when you can actually uh, hear the inflection in someone's voice versus just the words that they've typed. And I mean, text is a great way to communicate. I love it. But it's also a terrible way to communicate mm. because you lose so much in that conversation. Um, and it's too easy to forget that. I mean, even I'm sure Dave, you have the same same thing when you're texting with your wife or your significant other. Uh, you you may get into a little bit of altercation because there's something missed in the translation. You know, just because you said it that way, it's not like you meant it that way. Context, context, exactly. All those context clues are taken out. So again, it's just it's a more difficult way to communicate. Yeah, people will interpret a text. A different way if I send the same text to you that I send to my wife depending on the topic of that text but same thing somebody will interpret that as a positive thing sometimes people may interpret it as a negative thing and you may not have have a positive or negative meaning behind it so yeah text it's a great way to go about it guys we love texting uh, especially when it comes to outbound marketing mm -hmm. when it comes to following up when it comes to internal communication you name it right yeah but to Dave's point it really is the goal of texting most often is to get them on the phone, get them on the phone or to get an appointment. But again, you want to speak to them in person uh, or on the phone because that's when you can really make a friend. I think it's very difficult to make a friend via text. 
Uh, oh, it's just, it's very difficult. Yeah, I mean, yeah. My, my personal opinion. Absolutely. Now, if somebody wants to communicate with you that way, then go that way, right? But do your best to try to at some point get them on the phone because when you do put a voice behind a name and you know you can use tone and pitch and all these other things, it's going to help with the context. It's going to help you make a friend. Um, so yeah, great, great approaches. So cold calling, cold texting. Uh, we talked about buying lists and purchasing lists. We talked about making our own list. We had driving for dollars. Um, there's some other great approaches, guys. Bandit signs is a great way to get sellers to call you. And a bandit sign is just a, just a corrugated plastic sign. It could be single-sided, could be double-sided, and it's something that you, know, that you basically you know, nail to a telephone pole or use metal stakes and stick it in the ground. And it's called bandit sign because you know, essentially you stick the sign in the ground or on the pole and you leave it there for as long as hopefully it will stay. And you crazy bandits. That's right. That's yeah. right. Sometimes they won't last very long. And ba- cities will come in and, and try to clean it up and, and whatnot. Other times, like I've heard of people, you know, out in the country uh, where their signs will be up for six months, you know, and people will will maybe even take the sign down to cut the grass and then they'll stick the sign back up. For mm-hmm. you. I mean, it's just kind of crazy, right? So it just depends on where you're at. But uh, bandit signs are a great way. They're a cost-effective way too to get leads. Not only can you get leads from them, but you can sell your leads with them. So you want to use a different message on the sign, of course. Uh, but bandit signs are great. Uh, direct mail has been a staple in the real estate investing community for decades. And I don't think direct mail is ever going to go away. It's probably one of the more expensive routes when it comes to marketing, uh, but it's also probably one of the most ethical ways, right? Yeah, I I don't know about ethics per se. I mean, I'd say that it's, Business it's more ethics. legal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the Billy Madison thing? We are all now dumber for We're hearing that. We are all now dumber for hearing that, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean- No, it's, but it's it's- it is, again, it's not breaking any laws, any rules, any invasion of privacy when you send someone a piece of mail. Again, calling someone out of the blue, they can be like, well, what the hell? How did you get my number? You know, and it, Yeah, it, may, it may upset people, but at uh, the same time, you may make somebody's day because they're like, man, this is a problem. I am so glad you called. So there's always going to be pros and cons, mm-hmm. right? Uh, direct mail is a great way to, um, to basically get your phone ringing. Right? So when it comes to marketing, there is inbound marketing and there's outbound marketing. And the outbound marketing is typically time, whereas the inbound marketing is typically a cost paid to get your phone to ring. Right, So there's lots of different approaches. Mm-hmm. Um, other than those main things that we had mentioned, there is like a hundred other ways, guys. Post on social media, let people know that you are interested in buying properties. What's the, uh, what's the little course that we have 50 ways to find off 50 plus ways to find off is market that, deals is that uh discountpropertyinvestor.com check it's out discountpropertyinvestor.com yeah and it, it, that's what i was just gonna ask is yeah, it still so free it's free yeah so free check course. out discountpropertyinvestor.com find the courses uh section and you'll find 50 ways or 50 plus, 50 plus ways, ways to find, to find off market deals. deals and that is all about marketing great free resource great resource uh, to check out i think that's a great way to kind of wrap up our little marketing spiel Check that one out, guys. You'll find a ton of ways to market. Thank you so much for listening. Unless Dave's got something else. That's it. All right. Signing off, guys. Until next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy, you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.